Hey everyone, it's Lauren and Mark. Welcome to another edition of the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast. We have some great stuff in store. Let's get to it. All right. Hello, Loose Lug Nation. Today we have episode number 46 coming at you today. Mark, the 46 is a scarce number. When I started doing my research, I thought we might be in trouble here. Here's what I'll say. The the number 46 that comes into my head first is Cole Trickle from Days of Thunder. How about that? Yep, he drove the, the city Chevy, dude. That was uh, Tom Cruise back in the day. Yeah, that was a 46, and they ran that. They actually ran that car at the Daytona 500, and I was at the Daytona 500 that year, and they ran, <clears throat> they ran at the back of the, uh, back of the race, um, tried not to be involved with uh, the race in itself. It was quite different. Yeah, that would have been an interesting experience. You would never see that today, my goodness. But, uh, you know, Speedy Thompson is the most successful 46 in NASCAR. Uh, has eight wins, drove it for 75 races. Uh, after that, there's really not a whole lot of information on it. What other drivers locally or at NASCAR do you remember driving the number 46? Hey, that's Speedy. He must have been a fast guy to be called Speedy, <clears throat> you know. But, you know, the 46, you know how close Jeff Gordon was to being the 46 before they switched into the 24? It was so close that Jeff Gordon was going to be the 46. Um um, Thad Moffat in the Arca series, um, he's relation to the king, Richard Petty. He runs that uh, Petty, Petty colored 46 car in the Arca series. And then locally, we got Tom Jasensky that drives the uh, late models down at Slinger. And uh, Joey Gase was the last one to drive the 46 in the Cup series in 2019. So, but yeah. These are going to start getting into some numbers where we're going to <laughs> start struggling to find out uh, who drove some of these cars. So, you know, yeah, 46, kind of hard number. Yeah, but you know what? That's part of the fun of it, looking up and saying, who's this guy doing some research on it? And then also piggybacking on what you just said about Jeff Gordon being in the 46. The reason for that was actually the Days of Thunder movie. That's why the number 46 was in it, and they actually – I don't know the exact story behind it, but there's pictures of a Rainbow Warrior number 46 car. Yes, there was. It was there. So here's trivia for you. Who was who drove that car in the Daytona 500? That 46 oh. car. Oh, that's a that's a great question. I know there was a few drivers in it. In fact, well, I know I don't remember who drove the 51, but they actually try to be competitive with that at a few races after. Uh, I I can't come up with the answer. Who who was it? That was Greg Sachs. Okay. And Tommy Ellis was in the 51 car. So, And uh, Rusty Wallace had a little bit of involvement with that too. So, But, uh, yeah, that, Sachs was in that car. Yeah, there was a few. Uh, I know the 51 for sure. They ran that a few races after that, tried to be competitive with it. I can't remember who was in that. It wasn't Ellis. It was someone else. Uh, they had some problems with it. But, uh, yeah, what, <laughs> Days of Thunder, what a classic. I think that was sponsored by Superflow was the 51 car. Yeah, and then the city Chevy uh, was uh, was in the uh, the 46 car. Yep, I remember that stuff. I remember the 51 being Exxon. Um and then the 18 was Superflow, or the 46 turned to Superflow after City, and maybe the, the 18 was Hardy's. It, uh, you know, there's switch back and forth there a little bit, but uh, classic movie. If you haven't caught it, which I would be surprised if any of you are listening to this and haven't seen Days of Thunder, make sure you set some time out and watch it. There's some other classic movies that actually I haven't seen and that involve the, the racing scene. One is Stroker Ace. I, I am making a point at some point within the next few years to watch Stroker Ace. Yeah, I've watched a lot of those movies, but it's been many years since I've watched them. So it's um, probably worth uh, picking that up again and watching them make a memory or two. Why don't we have a movie night? 
Well, tonight would be a great night. It is so crummy outside. You know, it's 39 degrees here and it's almost snowing and, you know, it's Memorial Day here in three days and it's just unbelievable. I was uh, I was surprised they called the race tonight, you know. <laughs> if they didn't, I'd probably still be out there by the beer stand somehow. <laughs> I wasn't surprised at all based on the forecast I had. But, you know, let's let's get into it here. We have to go all the way back to Kansas. We've missed a few weeks busy with a lot of local stuff. If you are on our Facebook page, you've seen what we've been doing with pre- and post-race interviews, a lot of good, good content there. Uh, let's start with the truck race. Out at Kansas, Kyle Busch goes on and wins stage one. It was Kyle Busch, Nemechek, Creed, Rhodes, Crafton, Hill, Friesen, Gillen, Derek Krause, who we'll hear from in a little bit, and Ross Chastain in the top ten for stage one. Stage two was won by Kyle Busch, Nemechek, Creed, Hill, Zane Smith, Friesen, Derek Krause, Rhodes, Gillen, Haley Deegan inside the top ten. Mark, the thing that stands out to me in the first two stages and even the beginning of the third is there was a lot of saves going on there. John Hunter Nemechek had one. Chase Purdy had one. Hosevar had one. And also, Ankrum got spun on pit road and somewhat saved it. So there was a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah, and that Ankrum went sideways and there was no caution for that, you know. So when there was should have been cautions. But otherwise, it was the 51, the 4, and the 2 show. You know, those three were just always um, out front. Um, Got to watch out for Kansas because the wrecks there can be spectacular there at Kansas for some reason. Yeah, we saw a few spectacular crashes. You just mentioned it last year on the backstretch. Man, those were those were big hits. Priest one comes to mind. There was a few others I know as well. Uh, you know, at some point in stage three as well, Creed uh, hit the wall and, and kind of stayed attached to it a little bit. There was no caution, but Johnny Stoddard was staying out, and he wanted a caution in the worst way. It did come with seven to go. Obviously, the pit cycle already happened. It was going to set up a shootout. It went into overtime. Uh, Friesen actually spun, and Krause had nowhere to go. That was so unfortunate for Derek. Had a good day going. And then Kyle Busch goes on to win. It was Busch, Chastain, Hill, Eckes, Nemechek, Gillen, Zane Smith, Lassard, Sauter and Rhodes inside the top 10 at Kansas for the trucks. Yeah, Chastain with a second place. It was uh, the best Nisa's run in a long time. Yeah, for sure. They've been struggling. Of course, they went away from GMS a few years ago um, and have struggled pretty much ever since. Yeah, yep. they've been trying to find their way ever since. Ever since he got out of that truck, you know, and ever since then. So, um, yeah, good, good run by the 44 there. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about the cup race at Kansas then. Uh, you know, Keselowski, he went from first to fourth on the backstretch late in stage one. Larson took the lead at that point. Couple A uh, couple laps later, Kyle Busch took the lead. He wins and uh, wins stage one. It was Busch, Larson, Reddick, Keselowski, Byron, Elliott, Harvick, Blaney, Hamlin, and Christopher Bell inside the top ten. Kyle Larson goes on and wins stage two. It was Larson, Kyle Busch, Hamlin, Keslowski, Elliott, Blaney, Truex, Reddick, Bell, and Harvick. Uh, in stage three, there was a big moment for Bubba Wallace. He got loose and got into Bowman. Both brushed the wall. Bowman had a pit a lap later because he had a tire rub uh, that was going to cause that tire to go down. You know, the, the things I remember on that race is on lap 40 when uh, the six car Newman got penalized because one of the pit guys pulled on the flare on the, on the others on the side of the, in front of the tire. And when they showed it, I think they pulled it way too far. It was, it was ridiculously pulled away from the car and they have to fix that before they go back out. So, so that kind of ruined Ryan Newman's day. And then uh, this was the race where that tire got away and sat in the grass. And then they were wondering if they're going to throw a caution or not throw a caution and waited for the pit cycle to go through. And um, it made a lot, little bit of controversy on that. Some people said there should have been a caution. Some say there should have never been a caution thrown. Um, uh, NASCAR uh, made the call. They weren't going to make anybody happy with that. There was no consistency with that call at all. Yeah, you know, the thing I uh, I had in my notes to ask you about it as well, 
you know, it, it's hard for NASCAR because they don't want to throw it when there's one or two guys out uh, left out there. They want the cycle to come through to be fair to anyone else. At the same time, it could be a safety issue. At the same time as that, what's the chances the tire actually gets hit? Um, but you know what? If it does, it's it's bad. So uh, that's a tough one. Um, NASCAR was put kind of in a bad spot with it to begin with, I guess, but they did the best they could. I think they kind of backed themselves in a corner on there. I think after they ran for so many laps, I think they should have just let it go. That's my opinion. But uh, if a car is going to come that close to coming to pit road, well, then they should have an outside wall on that pit pit wall of somebody flying into the pits there. So uh, judgment call. They sure had a way of talking about it for the whole week of wondering about the tire. But, um, yeah, they made the call, and that's you had to live with that. Yep. Uh, there was a lot of action in, in stage three here. Hamlin was the leader at one point, but he got up into the wall. Uh, Larson was closing, may have forced him into that error. Denny's tire went down a few laps later, and he slammed the wall. Uh, Dylan got loose and got into the wall. Stenhouse got loose and up into Cendric. He wrecked. Kyle Busch took the lead on the restart with 10 to go. But then Bell spun and got into Stenhouse and Priest. He got a two-for-one JTG Doherty there, uh, pinball. Larson and Blaney made contact. They had both had a, a great save, especially by Blaney, but it ruined both drivers' days. Kyle Billish goes on and wins. Uh, you know, also Brad slid up the track and got in the way of Chase there. Uh, both were okay, but Chase probably – uh, would have had a little better finish if that didn't happen to him. It ended up being Kyle Busch, Harvick, Kozlowski, Benedetto, Elliott, Truex, Reddick, Chris Buescher, Byron, and Austin Dillon inside the top 10. Yeah, that, that wall kind of bit out and bit a few people. That really hurt uh, Hamlin. You know, it just didn't look like the car just wouldn't turn. It come out of four and it just, it just shot straight right into the wall. And that ruined his day. He was uh, he was doing really well at that time. Um, the Benedetto with a fourth place, uh, good good job by him. Yeah, absolutely, a guy that needed some momentum, and it you know you've seen a shift in him a little bit. He's running a little better as of late, so that's good. You know, Kyle Busch, it was his birthday, so he wins on his birthday, so that's even better yet. It's also his seventeenth straight season with a win. That is tied for second. All time with David Pearson, Richard Petty won in 18 straight. I don't think there's any reason to say Kyle Busch would not win next year to go in 18 straight to tie Petty. And you got to think after that, 19 to overtake everyone. Pretty incredible. Yeah, for sure. And it seems like they got that team turned around. He's performing a lot better than what he was last year. So, um, yeah, I can see that record's going to probably go by the way. Yep, I, I agree. I don't see how it doesn't, but you never know. Uh, let's transition over into Darlington now. We had the truck race. Todd Gilliland won stage one. It was Gilliland, Nemechek, Zane Smith, Hill, Creed, Crafton, Chandler Smith, Corey Heim, who was in the 51 truck for uh, KBM, Enfinger, and Tyler Ankrum inside the top 10. Uh, stage two was won by John Hunter Nemechek, and then it was Corey Heim, Hosevars, uh, Chandler Smith, Friesen, Timmy Hill is six. That's a good run by him. Uh, Todd Gilliland, Sheldon Creed, Austin Hill, and Timothy Peters inside the top ten. Then the action kind of came here. Tanner Gray got loose. Uh, Truex made some contact with him after that. Gray spun. Ogata and Hill pile in after making contact. That was that was a little bigger incident there. Huh. I got on my notes here. Tanner Gray was a loose cannon. He was just trying to find a place to wreck somewhere. Um, had to feel bad for Derek Krause. And like we say, we'll talk to him a little bit. His ECU went out with his motor and he was 12 laps down. And so he was just trying to turn laps and he ended up getting back involved in that other wreck in stage three. So, yeah, yeah. But they, uh, they had quite the big one there at Darlington, man. That, that kind of looked uh, a little bit like, uh, Talladega. They all wiped them out going into turn one. So, um, the lucky ones got through and the unfortunate ones got, uh, got into the mess. Yeah, you know, talking about Talladega, that was the, the next uh, wreck that happened on the restart. Nemechek and Heim wreck at the front. There was They were teammates there. 
a lot of trucks involved. It looked exactly like Talladega or Daytona, for that matter. Uh, on the restart following, Kligerman and Friesen made contact. They wrecked. looked like uh, Parker Kligerman's right front went down, and that caused it. Then they go to the finish, but Haley Deegan wrecks on the last lap, unfortunately. Sheldon Creed takes the win under yellow. It was Creed, Rhodes, Hosevar, Crafton, Enfinger, Sauter, Timmy Hill, Nemechek, Austin Wayne South, and Jordan Anderson inside the top 10. So there's some names on that back half of the top 10 that needed some good runs and had it. Yeah, Creed got 50000 for for uh, winning that race because they had that money on the line there, um, part of the series. Um, I, I, I had a real problem after that big one and I, and I can kind of see looking back at my notes where I'm, I look like I'm kind of writing with a little bit of pressure on the paper. <laughs> you know, they, you know, what they did here is they, they had a red flag, right? So then they decided, okay, they're going to start the vehicles up. And there was 30 to go. All right. And so then they ended up, they ran seven laps around the track before they finally decided that they can open up pit road. And then they came back out and they burned up five more laps afterwards. So they burned up 16 laps out of 30 laps to go. And I was wondering, (laughs) I wrote here, come on, you burned up the laps. What the network had their commercials all in and everything. Um, Yeah. It looked like I was having a little attitude on the paper here, a lot of underlines and, thinking that NASCAR doesn't think laps are precious and everything like that. Um, yeah, I was a little bent out of shape on that one. Um, I think you and I could do a better job on that one. Yeah, there was some burn laps there. Uh, well, let's, you know, learning experience. Let's hope they oh. learn it, it. You know, the thing I'll say about this too, when, when one of us or both of us have an issue with something, I think people that aren't up in a tower, or even on a weekly show like I am, don't know how much goes into and how hard it is. Now, NASCAR is obviously a business, so they have TV networks running the show, part with them and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, though. I wish it wasn't so many burn laps there, but uh, they're dealing with a lot up there as well. So uh, it is tough, but I, I, I see where you're coming from. I do agree with you. Yeah, that was out of the ordinary on that one. You know, if they had the track all cleaned and everything, they say, okay, we can go. But you sat there and ran seven laps, and they were still blowing the track off and everything. Like, they could have waited another three, four. You know, if somebody's like in fifth, sixth, seventh place, and they think they got something, you'd think that they would be just hot on the radio saying, what are they doing? They need those laps, you know, so that they can try to get to the front and they just kind of burn them away. And I'm, I'm supposed the people that were in the middle of the pack like that who thought they had a chance probably would have an attitude like I did with my pen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure I can understand that for sure. Uh, let's go into the Xfinity series here. Uh, there was a couple of accidents early. Then coming back to the green checkered, Matt Mills slammed the wall. That was uh, that was a big incident. Austin Sindrick goes on and wins stage one. It was Sindrick, Gregson, Burton, Hemrick, Tommy Joe Martins, Elmendinger, Snyder, Allgaier, Ty Gibbs, and Michael Annette inside the top ten. Well, then Harrison Burton goes on to win stage two. It was Burton, Gregson, Elmendinger, Barry. Sieg, Jeb Burton, Michael Annette, Justin Allgaier, Austin Sindrick, and Brett Moffitt inside the top 10. Uh, Justin Allgaier was able to take the lead from Josh uh, Josh Berry. Gregson actually had the lead before the initial caution here, uh, but it was on a late late race restart, easy to say, uh, that Allgaier took the lead from Berry. He held them off on another restart, and he goes on to win at Darlington. It was Elgire, Barry, Jones, Gregson, Hemrick, Clements, Annette, Moffitt, Sieg, and Alex LeBay inside the top ten. You know, and then after the race, they DQ'd Gregson for their uh, their rear end was skewed on the backside and say, bye-bye, $100,000. But they appealed that. And I have yet to ever hear anybody win an appeal in NASCAR. And they came back about two, three days later, and uh, he won the appeal. So um, he got his $100,000 back for the dash for cash and uh, got to keep his fourth-place finish. Yeah, it was something in the rear end that they didn't like, the rear end adjustment or the way the tires are 
um, something in the rear end was the issue. And I don't know, Junior, I mean, to even file an appeal, that's when you first knew that Junior Motorsports really thinks they can win the appeal because you're right. You don't hear of people winning appeals. So you hardly hear of them even placed. Usually they just take their lumps and move on. But Junior Motorsports quickly put in that appeal and they ended up winning. So that was that was huge for Noah Gregson. Yeah, I've never heard of anybody winning an appeal ever with NASCAR, ever. That's probably the first time I've ever heard an appeal. I've heard sometimes a penalty will be reduced, but the penalty sticks. But this one here was totally wiped away, and I've never heard that before in NASCAR. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, that was <laughs> that was very interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. go, going into the Cup Series, Eric Almirola had a big hit early. You don't know what. Talk about a guy who could use some luck. Eric Almirola, man. You ever see a car with the front tires weren't even touching the ground because the splitter was holding the car up? And, I mean, he just checked up, and I could see on a turn two like that. You check up, and if somebody is on the hammer right behind you, you're going to get dumped. And, uh, man, what a wicked hit that was. Just totally destroyed that car. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Uh, Truex goes on to win stage one. It was Truex, Hamlin, Reddick, Larson, Harvick, Logano, Blaney, Elliott, Byron, and Bowman. Uh, Cole Custer in stage two hit the wall dang near in the exact same spot, the exact same way that his teammate Eric Omarola hit it. There was another one where the tires weren't on the ground. You know, Custer and Alfredo made contact after Alfredo got loose out of two. Uh, amazing more cars were not involved in that one. Yeah, that's for sure. And then, uh, you know, when it got to the end of that stage, uh, Hamlin stayed out. And uh, you know what happens when you got old tires at Darlington? <laughs> that strategy did not work well. But you know what? He held his own, man, still. You know, uh, the tires, I think, were like seven laps older than everybody else. He still got a fourth on that second stage. But normally when everybody else pits, you got to pit along with them. And uh, you don't see that very often at Darlington where somebody's going to actually skip going into the pits. Yeah, you know, he did finish okay in the stage. But to me, that's kind of what costed him a better finish and a better run. He still did okay. But that was the start of the demise for that day for him. Because up to that point, Hamlin was the only one that could stick with Martin Truex. Um and Truex, uh, before he wins stage two, but before it was over, Kurt Busch also pummeled the, the wall there. So there were some big hits happening. Stage two was Truex, Kyle Busch, Byron, Hamlin, Larson, Bell, Logano, Raddick, Blaney, and Chris Busher. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> the one busted the wall, and he, he seems like he lights up on fire. He looks like a Roman candle every once in a while when he, uh, when he hits the wall lately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you talk about another guy that could use some luck, you know. They've at least had the speed and run well on like Almarola really, but uh yeah, there's there was another case of him being in an accident and lighting on fire. You know, Kyle Larson closed on Truex uh late in the race. He had to go three wide between uh two lap cars there. What a move that is. That takes uh boy that takes some nerves to be able to do that because three wide at Darlington does not work. Two wide barely yeah. works. Yeah, there was eight to go there, and it, there was a hole between them, and it just opened up. The sea opened up for him, and he, he went through there. Um, yeah, Truex was cruising all day, and then he finally looked in the rearview mirror and had to ask, is that him? And and then the heat was on and thought Larson just might have had a shot at it. Um, I think Larson might have used up some of his stuff to get there. Um, wow, it ended up being a great race at the end, even though Truex kind of stunk up the show uh, three-quarters of it. Yeah, Truex stunk up the show, as you just said. You know, uh, it was Truex, Larson, Bush, Byron, Hamlin, Harvick, Elliott, Blaney, Busher, and Newman inside the top ten. But all in all, Truex dominated at Darlington. That Busher, that Busher keeps popping up, you know, and he's slowly, that team is slowly getting uh, getting some good uh, finishes uh, in the Roush car. Yeah, they are, for sure. Uh, good point out by you, Mark. You know, let's go into uh, Dover for the, um, 
uh, truck series, or excuse me, Xfinity series here. Uh, Nemechek got into Herbst, and Riley went around. Nemechek was in the 26 Sam Hunt racing car, uh, so unfortunately, Riley Herbst went around. Uh, Sindrick also had an incredible save. Uh, not not like Jimmy Johnson, but out of the corner, it was pretty incredible. Uh, Ty Gibbs got into him a little bit, and somehow Sindrick didn't spin or even touch the wall. Gibbs lifted when that happened as well, and that also saved the both of them probably. Elgire goes on to win stage one. It was Elgire, Barry, Elmendinger, uh, Harrison Burton, Jones, Gregson, Ty Gibbs, Austin Sindrick, Ryan Sieg, and uh, Nemechek end up finishing 10th. You know, that's Sindrick. <laughs> Anybody less than that, and that uh, that would have been uh, the inside wall. Um, that was crazy. But, uh, yeah, what a, what a save by Sindrick on that one. Yeah. And then uh, a big wreck happens uh, early on in stage two. Jesse Little spun off of the corner. Josh Williams got spun. Matt Jaskell got turned while checking up, and he went on top of Jesse Little. Literally, he was on top of him. Absolutely. It was crazy. I, all of a sudden, seeing a car up on top of another car like that. But, uh, yeah, that's what Dover does. It's self-cleaning. It just kind of so wipes everything off into the middle. <laughs> self-cleaning racetrack. It sure does. You know, Zane Smith was filling in for Justin Haley in this one. Justin Haley um, was out due to COVID protocols. Uh, he, But Zane Smith lost brakes, and he got into Brandon Jones. They wrecked pretty good. Uh, Josh Berry got by Elgire after Elgire got loose shortly after the restart. Josh Berry goes on to win stage two under yellow. It was Barry, Elgire, Sindrick, Elmendinger, Harrison Burton, Gregson, Annette, Nemechek, Ty Gibbs, and Herbst. You know, Nemechek was the one that was, you know, very aggressive. It just looked like he, uh, his driving style has changed a little bit, and he was quite, quite aggressive in that race. Yeah, yeah, he was for sure. Um, pretty good final stage there. Austin Sindrick goes on to win the race. It was Sindrick. Barry, Allgaier, Almendinger, Gibbs, Harrison Burton, Annette, Sieg, Hemrick, and Brandon Brown inside the top 10. Josh Barry won the Xfinity $100,000. That's a guy who absolutely deserves it. Yeah, for sure. You know, to go to Dover and get a second place like that, uh, kudos to him, man. Absolutely. And not only did he win the 100000 remember we just talked about Justin Haley missing the Xfinity race. He was slotted in the 77 for Spire Motorsports the next day in the Cup Series. Couldn't make that race. They tabbed Josh Berry to make his Cup debut. How about that? <laughs> yeah. So get him while he's hot, right? You know, and he's, he's getting more experience than what he ever bargained for, for sure. And, and again, he deserves it. Um, this, you know, and especially the way he's running with limited experience in the Xfinity Series. Good call by Spire Motorsports. Uh, Transitioning into the Cup Series now, Briscoe either had a flat tire or got loose trying to stay on the lead lap on the last lap of Stage 1. He got up into the wall. Caution happened. Kyle Larson won Stage 1. It was Larson, Hamlin, Blaney, Elliott, Harvick, Byron, Logano, Bowman, Busher, and Keselowski. Uh, stage 2 also went to Larson. It was El uh, Larson, Elliott, Bowman, Byron. Hamlin, Harvick, Bush, uh, Kurt Bush, excuse me, Brad Kozlowski, Austin Dillon, and Tyler Reddick inside the top 10. Yeah. So both of the first two stages was there was um, a lot of green flag racing going on there. There wasn't much for cautions there at, at Dover. Yeah. And, you know, Dover is a place where historically you get some long green flag runs. Yeah. You get a pile up and then you can go for green for a long time. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, that's kind of like how that works there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Almarola blew a tire and slammed the wall after he was having a decent day. We just mentioned his, his, uh, weeks prior, man, there was a hard hit too. He hit very hard. Uh, Bowman won the race off of pit road. There was a restart with 92 to go. Um, after that Stenhouse made contact with Alfredo, Alfredo spun, both got damaged out of that. Some drivers did pit under that caution. That was eight laps later with 84 to go. Uh, but you know what? Alex Bowman goes on to win. So remember, he won the race off pit road. That helped him win. It was Bowman, Larson, Elliott, Byron, Logano, 
Harvick, Hamlin, Reddick, Daniel Suarez, and Cole Custer inside the top 10. Hendrick goes one, two, three, four. Yeah, one, two, three, four. That's for sure. Um, you know, going back to that uh, um, Eric Almirola crash, you know, he was on Wobble Street. I was concerned about him. He just did not look good at all, you know. And remember a few years back at Kansas, he fractured his back, you know. So um, taking a shot like that, I was uh, – the more he was walking to the ambulance, the worse he was looking. So I thought we'd hear a little bit more about him, but he um, come out of that all right, but pretty scary looking. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was a bad hit. And, you know, you think about bad hit, bad hit, bad hit, That those pile up on you. You know, you, you talk about a guy like Dale Jr. who's in the news all the time. He retired from racing because of you know the hits piled up. Yeah. So you don't you don't want to see that. And El Marola is certainly one. We we talked about it earlier where he needs a good run. He needs to not take a hit for a week. <laughs> for a while, huh? That that ten yeah. car I think has only had one good race this year. Otherwise, it's been nothing but issues and problems with that team this year. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, hopefully they can they can uh, run well here. For a while, uh, they've <laughs> they've been dealt a bad hand uh, early on in the season. I mean, when yeah. I say early, we're what a third of the way through already. Yeah, that's for sure, man. Well, then his uh, history is made. The next week, we go to Circuit of the Americas or Coda, as people call it. Uh, interesting weekend. Rain was a big factor all weekend. We'll start in the truck series. Uh, Todd Gilliland wins stage one for the trucks. It was Gilliland, Kaz Grala, Ankrum, Crafton, Rhodes, Sam Mayer, Friesen, Nemechek, Creed, Timmy Hill inside the top ten. Gilliland came out of nowhere to catch Creed and Grala. He passed Grala on the last lap of the stage to take it. Yeah, that that Texas race was something else with the weather. Um, but uh, Todd Gilliland, man, wow. Uh, when he won that first stage, you knew he was going to be somebody that uh, had to deal with the rest of that race. Yep, absolutely. Well, there was strategy again in uh, stage two with pit stops late in the stage. Creed had dominated before pitting, but Ben Rhodes wins the stage. It was Rhodes, Crafton, Derek Krause, Creed, Ankrum, Grala, Curry, Mayor, Gilliland, and Captain Murphy inside the top ten. A couple of Midwest drivers up there. That's pretty cool. Um, and then stage, stage three, Gilliland was able to get by Ankrum with six to go and goes on to win. Mark, you just mentioned, you knew he was going to be a player. He wins at Coda, you know, first one, first NASCAR race at Coda and Gilliland is the winner. That's awesome. Gilliland, Grala, Ankrum, and Finger, Creed, Mayer, Hosevar, Zane Smith, Austin Hill, and Ben Rhodes round out the top 10. Also, we should mention here. Paul Menard was in the Thor Sport Racing, number 66, uh, which will be taken over by Ty Majeski. You heard our interview a few weeks ago with him uh, this upcoming weekend at Charlotte. So pretty cool that Paul Menard comes home 11th in that truck. Yeah, brought it home in one piece for sure. Um, tough race to watch, man, because I, I don't know the layout of the track. That makes it kind of tough to watch that race. Um, and... When the paint is wet, it's like ice, man. It's just like there's no grip on any of that, uh, on any of the paint that's there. Um, kind of a tough race to watch. Try to, I think if I learn the, the format of the racetrack, it'll become easier to watch that race. Yeah, and, you know, the weather affected it too, obviously. Um, you know, another thing that happened late, Timmy Hill was stopped in the middle of the track with two to go. He almost got slammed by Deegan. That, uh that was about ready to be big uh, and bad. He eventually got going, but holy moly. But then where's the caution there? And I, I, I wrote that down, caution, question mark. And I mean, he was dead in the water. And I don't know how Haley missed him. <laughs> she just turned left and just barely piled from piling into his rear end. And, and our friend Derek Krause, he got spun out there at the end too. And that, that ruined a good day for him also. Yeah, yep. Well, and it's time now for Derek Krause to join us. Derek, it's been a few weeks. We had some uh, short track stuff to cover up here. How you doing, buddy? Good to talk to you. 
Yeah, it's good to be back on. Thank you guys for for bringing me back on, and uh, I've been I've been keeping up with all the short track stuff down there, so it's it's definitely going in full swing now, and uh, there's a lot of good racing going on. So uh, you're you're in the Charlotte area. You're going to run tomorrow night for sure, aren't you? Yeah, tomorrow night's the tomorrow night's the night that we run at Charlotte. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I feel like we can. We can turn our season around in Charlotte and just, I mean, now we we got to win now. So uh, we just kind of have a goal and get a good run. I mean, we kind of got to take it steps. We weren't expecting to go and lead a bunch of laps and win the race. But if that does happen, that'd be good. So uh, it'll definitely be, be an interesting weekend, and hopefully we can have some good luck and turn our season around. Yeah, for sure. You know, we are talking all the way back to Kansas. Um, so it's been a while as uh, since we talked to you, as we mentioned. Kansas, the first two stages went really well. You got some great stage points there, but unfortunately your day went awry. Um, tell us a little bit about your day at Kansas. Yeah, Kansas, like you said, our first two stages were really good at Kansas, and we were able to able to capitalize on a good truck and have a, have a good couple stages. And then in the third stage, we got caught up in that wreck late. I mean, that's just kind of part of it and part of racing. But uh, it's kind of been our luck this year, honestly. I mean, our luck hasn't been very good at all. So uh, hopefully we can, we can have a good run here this weekend in Charlotte and uh, turn it all around. Let's also talk about your uh, your day at Darlington. It's a place where you almost won last year. Man, so, so close. Uh, you're probably looking forward to going back there after that great run, but unfortunately not the finish you guys were looking for either. Yeah, we actually had a, had an alternator go out in in Darlington, another place where we had started pretty deep, and we were able to, able to work our way up to the front a little bit, and then the alternator went out right at the – beginning of the second stage i believe it was and uh we were trying to diagnose a problem and finally finally we were able we were able to get that fixed and uh, that's a truck that we'll have have this weekend so uh hopefully it can give us another another strong run and get some stage points and uh hopefully we'll finish in top 10 your confidence has got to be rather high you know you've had some really terrible uh starting positions and you really pass a lot of trucks right away to begin your races. You should have some good confidence with that. Yeah, for sure. It's it's getting it's tougher and tougher to pass pass trucks as as the races go on and the more mile and a half that we run, it's it's tough to pass in the mile and a half. So they're not short track, and a lot of air goes into them. So uh, it's definitely a sign that you have a good truck when you when you are able to pass trucks. And luckily, luckily this weekend, a few rest of the, Races will have practice and qualifying, so uh, we can have a good run in, in qualifying and then be able to start in front. Well, the last race you were at was at Coda, a historic uh, weekend to be at a, a track like that. Uh, the weather did not cooperate. You had to deal with a little bit of that at the Daytona Road Course the second week of the season. Talk about going through that and how it was different this time around from Daytona. Uh, yeah, just, I mean, experience, really. I mean, being able to be in the rain a little bit from Daytona and then being able to transfer what I learned from Daytona into, uh, into Coda. And Coda, it was actually a little bit different. In Coda, it actually rain rained during the race. So, uh, that was definitely interesting. And it was kind of, I mean, it was really, truthfully, it was kind of unsafe being out there because of, you couldn't really see anything. I mean, it was like driving in really, really heavy fog or, a blizzard so it was kind of it was an interesting race and um we were able to get stage points the second stage and then uh was running 10th or 12th or something like that and got turned later in the third stage and that kind of set us back but uh, another another good truck and uh it's i mean that gives me as a driver confidence that we have good trucks that we bring to the racetrack and uh hopefully hopefully like i said this weekend we can do the same thing Moving into Charlotte again, uh, it's one of the first mile and a half you have been to. What do you like about the track, and why do you think it fits your style a little bit? Um, I mean, it's kind of a – it's an interesting track, to be honest with you. It's it's in three and four. There's a really big bump that goes into the, uh, on the entry of the corner, and it just 
upsets the truck a lot. So it'll be it'll be interesting, and uh, it'll depend a lot on how much how much VHT they lay down because they lay a lot of VHT down. As you guys know, you'll see see a lot of the trucks go up into that and uh, use that to everyone's advantage. So uh, I mean, as a driver, you really don't don't want it down because then it turns into kind of a one grooved racetrack. But uh, when it is down, it's it's interesting, and everyone's got their own mind. Is it going to be hot and humid down there in Charlotte? That makes for a hot, slick racetrack, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it's going to be really hot. And that normally that produces the VHT to come in quick. So once the VHT activates, it'll it'll be gripped up a lot with the with all the grip stuff. So once once that activates, which I'm assuming it'll activate pretty quick, and uh, you'll see everyone move into that fairly fast. Is there a uh, is there talks about it being put on the high side of the racetrack, or where do you think they'll put that if they do put it down? Um, yeah, that's generally where they put it is on the high side. Uh, put it put it there, so then so then there's multiple grooves. But normally, what tends to happen is the the bottom gets gets loose, like a like you were saying, and just doesn't have the grip that the top does, and uh, just everyone slowly moves up to the top. Well, last year you were able to finish just outside the top fifteen. There, tell us about your run last year. Yeah, last year was last year. That was the first race coming back, I believe, and uh, it was the first first time I've been there, and the first time the team and I have been there. So it was a new track for me. I mean, I really haven't I've seen the place, but I haven't driven on it other than I racing. So it was that race is kind of a learning experience, and I feel like I'll be able to do better this weekend just because of the experience that I have on, on the mile and a half and on different racetracks. So uh, hopefully I can take everything that I've learned from the other mile and a half and uh, apply it to this weekend and have a good run. So what are you going to do this next week? You're off and then, uh, then you're off to Texas. You're going to run another mile and a half racetrack down there. So what's the difference between Charlotte and Texas between the two? Um, Charlotte, in Texas, I mean, they're they're both they're shaped the exact same. Just Texas has got a really really flat end of the racetrack, so that that makes it interesting in itself. And then the other end's really banked and uh, high speed, so it's it's a different type of racetrack. And it's a it's it's a that's personally one of my favorite mile and a halfs to go to is is Texas and uh, Texas. Um, Texas is one of the tracks that I got circled and looking forward to and. Um, looking forward to that weekend. It's been a few weeks since the crew chief, crew chief change. Excuse me. Uh, we talked to you a little bit about that. Uh, how much of a transition has that been, and, and how smooth have things been going since that change? Um. Yeah. I mean, everyone at the shop has been really happy, and uh, it's been. I believe it's been a good good thing what what bill decided to do and uh the morale in the shop's good and once the morale is up and good i mean as you guys know everyone works harder and everything goes a lot smoother so uh everyone has been working hard and uh just we got to get the monkey off our back we got to have a good run and uh be able to be able to run up front all race what do you need out of the the truck to be successful at charlotte and and how do you get into victory lane this weekend I pretty much I believe a lot of it's going to be track position or being able to have good track position on the racetrack and uh, trying to stay up front and just making sure you cross all your T's and not all your I's. You got to have good pit stops. Can't make any mistakes on the racetrack and uh, just have a good truck that turns the center and is able to run in the VHT or the non-VHT. So uh, hopefully we had a good we had a good sim session and uh, hopefully that applies applies to the race. So do you know your starting position for tomorrow night's race? No, I won't until after until after qualifying. So there is qualifying tomorrow. Yep, correct. Yeah, in addition to qualifying, there's actually a practice session as well. So we're getting this will be somewhat like a normal weekend. Uh, you don't have yeah. too much experience with that because COVID hit pretty shortly after you got into the truck series, but more of a similar weekend that the team and, and crew and some of the drivers will be used to. Yep. Correct. It's, it's definitely feels good to get back to a little bit of normalcy and 
Uh, hopefully we can keep making the right right steps and uh, be being normal here by the end of the year. I saw you made a post earlier about uh, Charlotte coming up tomorrow night, and you were saying you get to sleep in your own bed uh, tonight, which is something that you and the crew members don't get to do very often. Of course, it's changed a little bit with the COVID protocols, and who knows what next season will bring. But how crucial is that for you? What's that feel like to sleep in your own bed, your own comfort, um, it's got to feel great than other than flying out and dealing with jet lag and, and a hotel and all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Being able to sleep, sleep at home is uh, definitely a good thing. Uh, just, I mean, you know, you'll get a good night's rest before the race. And I mean, the racetrack where I, where, I, where I'm living right now, the racetrack is only five minutes away. So I can sleep in as long as I want, as long as I got enough time to shower and get to the racetrack. So, uh, that's one good thing about it, and uh, it's definitely something that we can we can use as a tool to get enough rest and uh, be at the track. Do you have any friends and family in town since things are starting to open up a little bit uh, with it being a home uh, home race for you now down in Charlotte? Uh, yeah, I mean, as you guys know, probably uh, Ty's racing, so he's in the house with Allie, and then his cousins are actually down here too. And then my parents actually just, just showed up in the motorhome. So uh, they're, they're all in town and my mom's able to come back in the pits finally. So that's, that's really cool. And then my sister and my girlfriend are able to come in the pits. So that's, that's really cool. And it's really, I mean, like I said before, it's really good and feels good to get back to a little bit of normalcy and uh, being able to have fans and friends and family in the pits again. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool to have it back to normal for you again. So enjoy your weekend, man. Sounds like you're going to have some fun. You got a fast track, man. Let's see you get a good finish and change that luck, man. Yeah, thank you. It's, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks, buddy, for joining us again. We'll, we'll let you go here. Good luck tomorrow. We're looking forward to seeing you on the track there, changing your luck, tie down there, and, and say hi to everyone that came down there. Uh, from us from uh, up here in cold Wisconsin. We're in the upper 30s today. (laughs) Yeah, thank you guys for having me on again. I always enjoy being on here. All right, thanks, buddy. Go get him. Good luck, man. Thank you. Mark, it was great to hear from Derek. We haven't talked to him in, I bet you it's over a month now. We've That's happened twice with the stuff happening up here and our work schedules and all that. So it was great to hear from Derek. Uh, really looking forward to seeing what he does at Charlotte. He has some momentum going into there, even though the finishes haven't been there just yet. He's been finishing better in the stages, and Charlotte's a uh, place that he's looking forward to going again. So great to hear from him and, and looking forward to seeing what he and the 19 team do this weekend. You'd think his confidence would be high, man. You know, he starts out, and he just, you know, look at him go. He's picking them off one at a time. And then, uh, and then something happens this year. He needs a, a new good luck charm or something. Something's got to happen to turn around for him. You just can't keep this bad luck rolling like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, you know, maybe the right recipe is staying at home this weekend, having some people down, a little bit more normal for him. Maybe this will be the recipe that he needs. Uh, maybe that will turn his luck around a little bit. But, uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean – doing so well in the stages now but just unfortunate luck in that final stage last few weeks but Mm -hmm. that's part of racing right but he uh he's such a good kid he's so great to talk to he's always been great to us and uh really can relate to the fans there and really enjoys hanging out with the fans so someone that's easy to root for yeah, that team's going to have to throw a Hail Mary if they want to get in the playoffs now, you know. They all know they, they have to win. It's no no points anymore. <clears throat> That's how he's going to have to do it to get into the playoff round. Yeah, which is crazy. It just seems like this year is flying by, just like the offseason did. I don't know if it's stuff is happening or what's going on, but uh, it wasn't too long ago where you and I and he were talking and he was only 14 points out and just the unfortunate finishes at the end of the races and the unfortunate luck has kind of put him in a position where he has to win. And you know what? Maybe that leads into his confidence too, knowing I, I don't care about the points. I need to finish. So maybe going forward that helps a little bit. 
Yep, strategy changes now, so they all know what they got to do. So we'll see where it goes. And, uh, yeah, I hope he has a great run and, and hope Ty does too. And we'll watch a good, a good race tomorrow night, man. It'll be good stuff. Yeah, we got a couple of Wisconsin drivers to root for. Uh, Ty Majeski, Derek Krause, and Johnny Sauter. So uh, be good to watch that tomorrow night. Uh, looking forward to the whole weekend. Charlotte always puts on a good show. So, Yep, for sure. Definitely like Charlotte, man. It's a uh, Got a good lot of racing uh, going on this weekend. Yep. Uh, let's go into the Xfinity Series now. Boris said was in this race. He slows on the backstretch, and that causes a caution with four to go. Kyle Busch dominated the stage, but AJ was running second, uh, and he stayed out. A couple others did as well. There was one lap shootout. AJ goes on to win it. It was AJ, Reddick, Jones, Lally, Clements, Algaier, Harvick, Austin Dillon, Austin Sindrick, and Miguel Paluto inside the top 10. <laughs> Miguel Paluto. That, that's y'all. Road course. So some of these guys were actually, uh, cup guys were coming down to try to get some experience on this racetrack. Yeah, for sure. Um, in stage two, Noah spun on the last lap, but it was actually a bigger issue. He blew up. Uh, he was done for the day. There was some strategy uh, before the stage end that leads to Justin Haley winning it. So it was Haley, Annette, Buford, Austin Dillon, Kyle Busch, Clements, Elgar, Elmendinger, Harvick, and Kobe Howard inside the top ten. There's a whole bunch of names you haven't heard in a while, huh? That was, that, that was a complete mix-up there. Yeah, absolutely. Great to see. And, you know, some of these guys, you know, like Harvick, he got in a B.J. McLeod uh, car. It's been a while since we've seen him in the Xfinity series. He knows B.J. Um, pretty well, so that was cool. Um, Kobe Howard, there's one name you haven't heard. Austin Dillon was in the uh, 77 machine. Jay Buford for that new team, he's up there, so pretty cool, like you just said. Uh, final stage, Kyle Bush goes on and wins the race. It was Bush, Almendinger, Algaier, Harvick, Sindrick, Harrison Burton, Cole Custer, who was also in the race, Tyler Reddick, Justin Haley, and Jeb Burton inside the top 10. Yeah, Kyle Kyle Bush just took off and he was gone. And uh, what did he win by eight, nine, it's like that. So he kind of stunk up the show on that one. And once again, weather was a, quite the factor in that. The, the whole weekend was uh, all affected. Not as bad as Sunday, though. Yeah, Sunday was the worst for the Cup Series. You know, some started the Cup Series race on wet weather tires. Most started on slicks. It was interesting. Cindric stu- uh, stayed out the longest by far. He pits coming back to lap number six. That was very impressive that he stayed out that long while it was raining. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, you just got to do it, you know, it was a strategy, and it worked for him that right there. And the other thing that happened is he has experience racing on road courses uh, overseas in Europe and all that in the weather, so he had a little bit of an advantage knowing what was going to happen there. Plus the Xfinity series does it at times too. So he has the extra knowledge of that. Uh, the Benedetto locks up the brake, uh, brakes gets into Byron with two to go in the stage. No caution, but both had damage from that. Byron uh, eventually cuts down a tire. He was forced to pit. Logano wins stage one. It was Logano, McDowell, Kurt Busch, Larson, Sindrick, Busher, Briscoe, Chastain, Kyle Busch, and Matt DiBenedetto inside the top 10. McDowell a second, but you know, he runs good on a road course for sure. You know, and there, yeah, once again, there's a few names right there that are just like Briscoe and, you know, even uh, um, the 42 there, Ross Chastain, uh, showed that he can actually run real good on a road course too. So uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, you know, there was a couple of separate incidents that happened at one point. They included Blaney, Bell, Harvick, and Bubba. Um, Harvick had some interesting comments to say after he was done with that one. Uh, Doesn't think they should be racing in the rain whatsoever. Um, I think there's a fine line. I think you need to find a way to race in the rain, but um, the conditions were just not good on Sunday at all. They should probably put like a brush on the back fender. You know what I mean? Like, like some eyes do. So, (laughs) so it (laughs) knocks down the, uh, the rooster tail. 
but these guys couldn't even see, man. And I mean, there's so many in-car cameras. I'm sure NASCAR could actually look in one of one of these cars and see what their what their vision is. I mean, they're they're driving blind, you know. I, I put that funny one on Facebook. <laughs> I'm blind. I'm blind, you know. And, uh, um, wow, that's scary stuff, man. You're you're racing and. You know, all of a sudden, when something pops up, it's too late to do something. You know, and when like Cole Custer hit Truex, that was that could have been a lot worse than what it was, man. Yeah, for sure. And we'll get into that one here. Truex uh, got into McDowell, who checked up. Custer slams into Truex. Big incident. Uh, Truex almost flips over. Uh, that's when you started realizing that the conditions were worse than what it appeared on the camera. And, you know, the other thing with the track that doesn't help either is the elevation change, which is really cool at, at road courses. But, you know, we go to Road America, there's a lot of elevation change there. But it also causes some puddling to happen with the rain. Well, yeah, the water was running down the racetrack. There was no way that they could, you know, they couldn't dry that section or whatever. And, and then it was puddling up at the bottom. There was a whole bunch of hydroplaning going on and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, crazy stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, it was it was crazy. Uh, Kyle Bush wins stage two. It was Bush, Elliot, Reddick, Sindrick, LaJoy, Larson, Priest, Elmendinger, and uh, Briscoe and Bowman inside the top ten. So, again, some names up there that you don't always see. You know, one that stands out, LaJoy, uh, great run by him. Priest, who's had a couple good runs this year, so good stuff. Yep, once again, some names that you don't see all, all very often. Yep. Uh, you know, another big thing that happened was Kurt Busch totally missed a corner, and it's a miracle that he didn't plow into his brother Kyle or Austin Dillon. I don't know how he wiggled his way through that. There was no room on either side. He just went right through there, and then he ended up in the kitty litter, and he still didn't get stuck, spun around, come along the guardrail, and and uh, and kept right on going. <laughs> it was uh, yeah, quite entertaining to see that one. But uh, yeah, <laughs> kind of can't believe how he got between those two cars without touching them. Yeah, it was... <laughs> and not too many people could do that while they're hydroplaning. And I think there was a heads up by Austin Dillon. He started to turn in and then waited for a second. Uh, but good job by Kurt Busch and and Dillon and Kyle because uh, that was about to look ugly as well. A caution comes out late in the final stage. Conditions were just too bad. The race is called a little while after that due to the conditions. Chase Elliott goes on to win. He's the 11th different winner this season. Uh, it's the 12th win is in his career. And you know what? Six of the 12, so exactly half, are on road courses. That's impressive. Uh, it was also the 800th win for Chevy. It was Elliott, Larson, Logano, Chastain, Elmendinger, Briscoe, McDowell, Bowman, Reddick, and Kyle Busch inside the top 10. Another thing I'd like to note here, William Byron finished 11th. He had a string of top 10s going, so that unfortunately ends. And who knows what would happen if that race runs to the end there. Yep, yep. He had that record going there for a while, but, uh, yep, that's all all gone now. So, um It'll be interesting what they do with Texas that that place next year. Um, I'd like to see a race run there when it's uh, you know normal conditions, and we'll see how it, how it acts then. Yeah, you know it was hard to get excited, even though it was historic being at that track. I've heard it's a beautiful track. We've seen Formula One races there, uh, but the weather just put a damper on the whole weekend. It seemed so. Hopefully, when they go back, it won't be. Um, Hopefully it'll be dry first off, but if it is, you got to deal with the weather. Hopefully it's nowhere near as bad as it was this weekend. You know, I put something out on Facebook, you know, I made a comment to saying, just think about sitting in the crap, you know, uh, as a fan. And you and I have sat at Road America while a race is going on and it's, you know, it's, it's not ideal. And I got ridiculed a little bit said, well, if you're a real fan, you know, you, you would actually put up with it just like, uh, you, you, you do, you do put up with it, but you don't like it. You know, you, you want to go to a race where it's nice and you can enjoy yourself, but when it's crappy like that and everything, you know, you stick it out, you don't like it, but you still do it. And ah, sometimes, you, you know, as a fan, it's kind of tough also to sit in those conditions also. 
Yeah, it is. Uh, luckily, when you and I have done it, we found a good spot where there's tree cover, so it's actually not too bad. But uh, if you're not in that spot, which clearly there's not enough spots for everyone, uh, it I got to imagine that's not too enjoyable. You know, ponchos and stuff probably help, umbrellas. But, uh, you know, you and I always have this saying that one of the worst things is rain at a racetrack. So uh, that holds true no matter where you are. Yep, yep. It's, it's one of my most unfavored things in the world. So you're hitting a sore spot. We're even missing racing tonight because of it, you know, so stuck at home here. So that kind of gives me an attitude. But anyway. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. I wish we were out there. But, you know, uh, it is what it is. Worst things in life, I guess. I'm trying to say. I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Well, let's look forward. Uh, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, before we go into our picks here for Charlotte, I want to say that our thoughts and prayers are always on the military and especially those who have lost their lives uh, either serving or later in life after serving. Uh, those men and women are the true hero heroes of our country, and we couldn't do anything without them. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about them. Uh Man, just our, our thoughts are with uh, all the military members, uh, past and present this weekend. Uh, they mean uh, they mean the world to us. Yep, I have uh, it's a bittersweet uh, weekend, you know, of me being a vet like this, and I I appreciate all my my fellow veterans, you know, but uh, there's a lot that have fallen, and it's uh, you know it's very somber. It's a, it's a, for me, it's, it's a hard weekend to actually get through. When I hear taps, I just melt and, you know, but, uh, Hey, appreciate with what we got in this, in this country. And, you know, yep. Thank a vet this week and think of ones that didn't, didn't come back. Yep. For sure. For sure. Um, well, let's get into some more, uh, exciting stuff here. We got a lot of racing going on this weekend. It'll start Friday night with the Camping World Truck Series. I'll pick first here, Mark, as usual. I am going to go with Austin Hill to win that race. And I will take John Hunter Nemechek. I have picked him a few times this year, so I left him just for you because I Thank knew you. you were going to go with him. That's uh, the first time I've picked him because I know you've got him as a champion this year. And uh, um, that's going to be pretty hard to beat this year. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my first time taking him. I've been kind of avoiding him, but I think at Charlotte, he should be able to pull one off there. So, Yeah, I, I think Hill will run well as uh, well. As, <laughs> as well. Um, but it'll, it, it should be an exciting race. You know, Derek Krause, uh, he, I think he'll run well there. We'll talk to him here coming up. Uh, you, you heard that earlier. And then also Ty Majeski makes his debut for Thorsport. About that, really looking forward to uh, Friday evening. Then on Saturday, we go Xfinity Series racing as usual. Mark, who do you got for that one? Buddy, I have to take a Ford for that one. I'm going to take Austin Sendrick. That's who I think is going to actually pull out the Charlotte race on Saturday. Yeah, I was going to pick him as well. There's a couple of guys I have my eye on. Uh, I am actually going to go with Harrison Burton. Uh, Sindrick, I was going to take, you kind of steered me away from him by taking him, even though we have had the same picks before. The other guy I have my eye on is Noah Gregson. I think he's going to have a good weekend. He's due. He's way overdue to, to win races. He's had more stuff go on with that team <laughs> this year. He's taken a lot of money home, but he sure ain't got no victories to show for it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then we go into uh, the uh, Cup Series, and I am going to go with Martin Truex Jr. And I will take Chase Elliott to go back-to-back -to, -back to win the 600. All right. Uh, uh, you know, I could see that happening, too. Of course, Chase Elliott didn't win the 600 last year, but had success, won a race there last year, so... Uh, another person to watch out for always at Charlotte is Brad Keselowski. Always runs well there. Yep, for sure. And don't forget about the ARCA race also Saturday night at 6 o'clock on FS1. So there's even some more racing from Charlotte with the ARCA race. So there, that's going on also. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, Arca Series always puts on some good stuff. So lots of racing to watch. We're going to enjoy it. Uh, thanks to everyone is listening uh, for listening, as always. Mark, thanks for joining me as well. It's been great doing this. Glad we were able to catch up over the last few weeks here. We're trying to keep it as short as possible. And we will catch up hopefully next week, if not the week after. Uh, thank you for being a veteran. You just said it's uh, a hard weekend for you. So hopefully you'll um, get some enjoyment by watching some racing, doing some things that uh, you enjoy. So, uh, but thanks for joining me again, buddy. And we'll, we'll see you soon. Yeah. Doing things I enjoy like melting plastic this weekend. I'm, I'm stuck working this weekend. I'd like to be down at Jefferson. I'd like to go see that Midwest tour race, man. That's a dandy. I'd love to be there. But uh, uh, work calls this weekend, so I'm just gonna hold her, hold her to the to, to what I got it need to do, and then we'll uh, we'll move on. But thank you to uh, thanks a lot for you too, there, Lauren. You're you're a hell of a guy. <laughs> thanks, buddy. Uh, <laughs> yep. Hey, we'll be watching for the updates on Jefferson as well. So that's always a good race, and uh, the Arkham West Tour always puts on a a good show. But uh, thanks again, buddy. See you soon. Yep. See you later, man. This has been a production of Double L Sports Network. Hope you all enjoyed it, and thank you for listening.